and, and feeding on right thinking. And I think that would be a very biblical standpoint. Uh, most people didn't understand Jesus when, when he was working the deal because it usually was looking for condemnation or judgment, this or that. Jesus had a whole different mindset. And um, so I was thinking about fasting from wrong thinking and challenging my own self. I wasn't looking at anyone else. I didn't have a you know a yearbook looking at, yeah, that person's been thinking wrong, that person's been thinking wrong. I was looking at myself. I said, well, how am I thinking? And then how am I thinking towards myself, what God said about me? And also, if he said it about me, he said it about every person in the body of Christ. And it was very, very positive, very strong, very uh, directive. And I appreciate God for the word of God. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. I was thinking about a thermostat. Uh, not so much this Sunday at least last Sunday and the Sundays before I was thinking about air conditioning thermostat Turner to 60 but you know what the Lord's really wanting us to understand that we can set the thermostat of our lives by saying hey you know what this is the right temperature that I'm supposed to function on not going from well I'm going to have a zero degree service i don't want a zero degree that's why we build these buildings this is why we pay the the finances to make this all work but we set it at the thermostat that people can come in and they can receive what god has for us and i really believe that god's challenging each one of us to set the thermostat of the word of god to our hearts to our lives to our communities where we work and when we, you walk in, if it was a cold place, it'll warm up because you're there. And I really believe that God has given the body of Christ the ability to set the temperature, set the thermostat of what's right and how it's supposed to work as you enter into any place. Amen. We have an opportunity to so enter the kingdom of God with our tithes and offerings. And uh, that's always a real exciting time because we give so little, he gives so much. We bring 10%, he gives us 90. I mean, best deal in town. Actually, best deal in the county. <laughs> best deal in the state, you know. Um, so uh, in that, consider it, and God will open up the windows of heaven, pour out blessings that you'll not understand or contain and we thank you for it would you come jeff father right now we pray lord that each person as they're especially in harvest time and the time that we're in we've seen the harvest and uh we've prayed for rain we've prayed for uh good crops and the grain crop made it up the corn is coming the beets are ready the potatoes are doing quite good and it might not be a bumper crop but it's a crop amen and that's pretty important and I love bumper crops and I really believe that that's what God's wanting to do in the days that we live that we have bumper crops 
in the kingdom of God like we've never seen it before. And the souls of man are needing a bumper crop from God. Amen. They need everything that he's saying, everything that he has for us, and that we would eat of that, and it would be a very, very powerful thing. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're making out a check, you can make it payable to the community church. God bless you in your giving. Amen. I see David, uh, Dr. David Lyon has some material on the world's largest video Bible college. And uh, that's what we're kicking off this next season of time. And so do you have enough back there, David, that you possibly, yeah, yeah. And we've been, we've been investigating this for about five months and I'm real excited about it because it makes so much sense. And, uh, and it gives people an opportunity Again, we've been, we've been challenged that we would go into all of the world and preach the gospel. And so uh, we need the teaching so we can do the preaching. And that's really what the Bible gives us information. And there's such great things that are going on in this. Uh, David, would you please stand? And Diane, would you please stand? These are the two people to talk to about Bible college here if you're wanting to enter into something like that we're um we've got several different places but uh, this is the place that we're interested in right now called the community church and so uh with that if you're thinking about doing something like that i know that it's going to be a real big blessing and so with that god bless you and i thank you for the work Can we take these with us? Yeah, those little ones. Okay, all right. Okay, that'd be very, very good. Thank you, David. I appreciate that. Hallelujah. Well, we have an opportunity again. We've been hearing such powerful messages. Mary, you had a message last week that was, you know, that was just fantastic. We appreciate your studying and showing yourself definitely approved to what God's doing in 2021 and uh, we've had like, the last five six uh, weeks have just been very very powerful and I expect that this week will be no different we have Diane Lyons she's going to come and share the word of God with us will you come and let's give her a community church welcome God bless you this morning Thank you so much. Hello, everybody. So glad to be here today. It's a good day. It's a beautiful day. It's what about that rain, huh? Praise the Lord. Everything, you know, isn't God good? Everything dried up. Everything dried up. And then what? Now our lawns and crops right at the right time. Our God is faithful. Our God is faithful. He hears and he answers our prayers. So I'm just so excited today. Uh, just welcome. I hope you're all got a great attitude. I couldn't agree with Pastor Moore that says our mind needs to be renewed. In this time, in this day and age, we can definitely become the ostrich or worse and want to go back to bed and put our 
our covers over our head and hide out and say, come on, this can't be real, all this stuff that's happening. But we are called to be the ecclesia. Who remembers what the ecclesia means? School time. Anyone? It's the, it's the church, Mary. It's the governmental church of God. That puts a, a whole new depth to it. So church, again, isn't this just this building? It's where you, me, and all of us who are the church meet. But God has called us to actually be the active governing body, his governing body on earth, to speak his kingdom to come and his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And those are decrees that we need to make. As Jesus said, he didn't say maybe or please. He said, thy will be done, God. So on earth as it is in heaven. So we speak to the things that are going on in our families, in our lives personally, and in our government, thy will be done. So we are very active. We are a very muscular, active, functioning church. We're not a lethargic church, saying I'm not lethargic. I'm not lethargic. Well, as you know, when I come up here, I'm always talking about America, and I am so blessed to do that, and I'm so thankful. I honor our pastor for letting me do this, because you know, most churches in America still aren't talking about what's going on in the world. Believe me, do you think they're talking it down at the saloons and the bars? They're talking about what's going on in the world. They're talking about, are you vaxxed? Are you not? You got the jab? You didn't you? They're not, they're talking about it. Why don't we talk about it? Why don't we talk about it? It's affecting our jobs. People are losing their jobs. Families are, are, are in a dire predicament. DigiKey is deciding they're that close. You know? Maybe we won't be sticking around here. Maybe you won't have a job. I mean, these are real things. We better talk about them. You know? We can't be hiding out. The frozen chosen, underneath our bed covers. We gotta be talking about these things so we can be educated. Because God calls us to be alert, not to be sleeping. You know, in the body of Christ, Jesus said what? I pray, Father, that they'd all be one. Before people die, they get down to the nitty-gritty and they say what's important. Jesus said what's important. Father, I pray that they'd be one. Who remembers he said that? He said that in the, in, this was his prayer. Father, I pray they'd be one. We know, and it, I'm sure it grieves his heart, what? Denominations all over the place has the church operated as one. You know, we've had glorious moments absolutely but there's been a lot not but we want to say i'm going to operate as one so even in our church body i'd say we have a lot of oneness going on but i'd say still there's a little bit not and we want to say lord we want to walk as one we you know i might disagree on this thing on this thing but you know as a whole we're going to walk as one because that pleases the lord and um it answers his prayer to the father so we are um we are gonna we're gonna do that we're gonna we're gonna be alert you know just to hear the news and even though it's bad news that still means we have to be alert to the news back in the day our forefathers had the wonderful black road regiment how many guys remember about the black robe regiment we love the black boat i wish i had a picture but I didn't, but I've shown this picture before, where those pastors in the revolutionary time would be up here preaching with their robes on, and they'd preach an awesome sermon to the congregants, and then underneath those robes, they had on what? Their army gear. Their army gear. And then they went out, and they fought side to side with their congregants in a cause that mattered. 
and it was a godly cause. It was against tyranny. It was against a kingdom rule that suppresses freedom, that wanted to keep them underfoot and have an elite, the, and it's not the to God, it's elite to the king and whoever he wished, and you guys are the peasants and do what I say. And by, that, by oh, the way, that means no religion for you. It's a religion that I said, thus saith the king. You know, and we, we are at that point, guys. We know this. So why don't we talk about it? Because we already did. I, we talked about a long time ago, year, more than a year ago, where we said, you know, the First Amendment right says that the government, it's not separation of church and state, they just turn it upside down like they do everything. It is actually keeping the government from telling us what to do. So-called the mask mandates, blah, 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 blah. They can't tell us what to do. We have that right. But if people don't know their rights, they will give in and fall down on their backs and let it be taken from them. But if we stand up, again, just like Gideon, just like David, if you just stand up to that giant, the giant will come down because God, what did we just sing? We stand up to those giants and they come down. All we have to do is stand. All we have to do is stand. So we got to get our courage back, right? And I believe we are. So today I'm going to be like the Black Road Regiment. I'm going to take off my pastor gear and I'm going to put on my soldier but uniform, but I don't have a weapon underneath my robe. I have a heart filled with God and country and love for you and me and our children and our grandchildren. And we're going to be that ecclesia. We're going to stand up and speak the government of God to this earth. Okay, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. And the first place we do that is by what Pastor just said. We renew our mind in the scripture. Because we can be alert and we should watch the news. But we need to be careful what news we watch. Did you know that to take over a society, there are seven pillars? Seven pillars. Some people call them mountains. But there's seven pillars. I bet you've heard this before. It's the pillar of religion. First, family. Government. Education media, arts and entertainment, and business. Those are the pillars of a society. If the enemy can get those pillars, he's got the culture. He's got you guys. He's got us. Well, we can definitely say he's infiltrated every one of those. Now, when it means religion, it means an unpowerful religion. That means a form of religion, but not exercising the power thereof. So then if you put it in that sense, you're like, well, yeah, there you go. Because everything else, the family breakdown, the government going to an ungodly, absolutely contrary government to our beliefs. You can say a wicked government. Education, we've known that for decades. Media, well, beyond, and arts and entertainment beyond, and business beyond. So we have to guard our minds. So as we are alert and we watch the news, please do not watch the fake news. Please do not watch CNN. Do not watch MSNBC. Do not watch any of the ones we used to like. They're full of an agenda that we've seen is contrary to the God of our Bible, or you know, to what we believe in. And you may disagree with me, but you are called, and this is something I want to say too, is that, you know, we can't just rely on other people. We cannot, rely, we cannot rely certainly on the government to take care of us. They're not going to be telling us the truth this day and age. We have to, re, we have to seek it out for ourselves. Do you remember, that, do you remember that, that precious man down by the pool of Bethsaida, wasn't it? And he said, Lord, I don't have anyone to put me in the water. You know, and God bless him. We, can, we, should, we would think, we feel sorry for him. You know, we would, 
we told him, but Jesus said, come on, man, get up and do something. And he's calling, you know, that's that individual responsibility that we have, that we ha are called to, to, to get up and do something, to get up and open our eyes. So my point is we can't believe every hook, line, and sinker that comes across. You know, God says, study yourselves to show us approved. Study if what I'm saying is true, but I tell you, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you today. God forbid I would feel like lightning bolt from heaven if I did. I wouldn't, don't want to do that. So watch your sources, please, please. And now I want to say the ecclesia has risen up. The good thing, all things work together for good. We saw that today. That's so it's just scripture song. I want to just sing that all through the week. Holy Spirit, burn that song into our week. And I want to encourage our huh, rabbit trail heel, uh, praise and worship. Your songs sing to me during the week. Do you notice that? Don't those, I mean, it's true, and I know it sings to you, but it sings to us too. Holy Spirit's so faithful to bring those to our remembrances, so thank you, and I want that song to sing to me during the week. Okay, hope I didn't rabbit trail off what I was going to say. <laughs> but, um, did I rabbit trail? Come on now. <laughs> okay, the ecclesia, oh, thank you, rising up. Is that, you know, the good thing? of President Trump not winning the election, you think how all things will work together for good. You know what, I've heard someone say that he was carrying not only America on his shoulders, but also the world on his shoulders, right? We can see that. When he didn't so-called get back in, it caused the church to rise up and carry those things that he was carrying to many degrees. For example, the media, so many people have risen up and created their own platforms now that are a lot better than what we've had. One of those today, now I hope you got your notebooks out because I'm gonna be saying some websites, I'm gonna be saying some things to offer you suggestions because I told you don't listen to these things. Now if you want to, you can, but I implore you by common sense, don't listen to them by the word of God, don't listen to them. Because like if their mouth is moving, they're lying to you. And it could be life and death nowadays, seriously. Okay, so one of them is Frank Speech, F-R-A-N-K Speech. That is Mike Lindell, My Pillows Guy's new platform. Is it up there? No. Um, we should be praying that he becomes, I guess he wants to run for our governor. We should be praying he runs for something important. He is an awesome guy. There it is. Can you play that, Jeremy, or not? Hello, everyone. Thanks for coming over to my new platform, Frank, here at frankspeech.com. What you need to do now is to sign up to gain full access to this important platform. Frank is a social media and broadcast network platform like no other. Right now, we're only using the broadcast network part of the platform because it is so important to get the word out during this critical time in history. Please help save our country and share Frank with everyone you know. Thanks and God bless. I mean, just awesome. You read that, you're going to be encouraged. Or listen to that during the day. Listen to it. You, the ecclesia is raising up in so many awesome ways. And I bet God's just so happy about that. I'll bet he's so happy about that. So we're taking back these seven pillars. Come on now, church. Come on. Okay. Couple more, write these down. The Victory Channel. Kenneth Copeland has a Victory Channel. How many of you guys watch that? That is so awesome. I'm going to be playing some things from that from now. The Victory Channel. Uh, Newsmax. 
trending politics, that's, my husband listens to that, that's, that's better, but to me it's still, I listen to that a little bit and I'm going, oh, I don't want to hear that one, but those are options. Please take advantage of those. Okay, so we're going back to the, to the word of God because we can watch these things, but it's still not enough. You have to be grounded in the word. You can watch these encouraging things, which are wonderful, and you need to because you need to stay late, stay alert, excuse me. But then you have to go back to the word and these dark days, okay? So any psalm will be a blessing to you at this time. Any psalm. I encourage you to get into the psalms. I'm going to read today, if you have your Bibles on your phones or in the written word there, open up to Psalm 27. I'm going to be reading and exhorting from that psalm. I have got the um, amplified version. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear or dread? The Lord is the refuge and stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, even then, in this I will be confident. One thing I have asked of the Lord, and this will I seek, inquire for, and insistently require, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, in his presence all the days of my life, to behold and gaze upon the beauty, the sweet attractiveness, and the delightful loveliness of the Lord, and to meditate, consider, and inquire in his temple. So we're going to look at that one thing. They take you home, they take your job, they take your kids, they take you anything. Your wife, you got one thing, you got Jesus. You got the Lord, the one thing. The one thing. Say one thing. One thing. You know, when our precious founding fathers pledged their, what was it, holy honor, sacred honor, and they made that commitment to one another, and they signed the document, they knew like one of the heavier set guys said to one of the more petite framed men, I'm going to, what do you say, I'm going to hang faster than you, meaning he's just going to go down quicker. You know, you got to have a strong faith these days and age just to keep yourself up and then to those around you to encourage and to be a shining light wherever you go. But believe me, your light will shine like the noonday sun and will draw others to, to Jesus. So it instructs us, how do we get into the presence of God? So quick practical things is when you wake up in the morning, just start saying thank you. Because remember in the Old Testament, the Holy of Holies was the presence of God, right? They were in that. That's where we all want to be. Like if we were there, we're just in the best of the best of this life. And we want to stay there 27, 24-7. We know we all want to do that. But you start in the outer courts. And you start just saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God, that I can breathe. I, can got, I got two legs. Thank you, God, I got water. Thank you, I got kids. Thank you, I got whatever you're thankful for. You start thanking God. You move on to the next thing, and you just stay in peace. 
You stay in peace. If something comes against you, I forgive them, Lord. I bless them. You, we got to practice our faith because it says that through practice, right, we are strong. We can't just sit around. We got to be practicing. Just like we're in the gym for our muscles, our spirit man has to be all the time engaged. You know? So, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Then we move on, and we can get into praise. Put that music on in your house, on your phone. Start listening to praise music, filling the atmosphere with praise. And then you can get to declaring. Open your Bible during your quiet time. Now is the time to be even increasing your Bible time increasing I'm just gonna Lord help me to increase my prayers to you Lord help me to increase my time with you I just got to etch out even more time with you amen right church don't you feel that way and so to be in that to and so it says here how do I do it meditate so to me just to prime, just to prime the prompters to get to the meditation and to get to, you just got to draw near to God and he'll draw near to you it's really not hard but to me those are just practical su suggestions to just get you in so you're not thinking about a negative thought right early in the morning just start being in a thankfulness turn on some praise music and that will just lift that atmosphere okay it says in for in the day of trouble he will hide me in his shelter in the secret place of his tent, he will hide me. He will set me on high upon a rock. So then you go over to the secret place. The most favorite psalm of all is Psalm 91. You know, when COVID first hit, we were all in that psalm. It's good to revisit that psalm, maybe weekly, if not daily. It's up to you how you need that. But he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable. Oh my gosh, that's what we all need. Shall remain stable in that secret place. Yes. And fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. Now that's a good word. That's a great word. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, on him I lean and rely, and on him I confidently trust. For then he will deliver me from the snare of that fowler and from the deadly pestilence. Then he will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings shall you, find and find, shall you trust and find refuge. His truth and his faithfulness are a shield and a buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror of the night, nor the arrow, the evil plots, the slanders of the wicked that fly by day. There has been some slanders, not just about our president, but about us. Do you know the government is out to get you? Forty thousand people are left stranded in Afghanistan. Didn't that just just make your heart sad? Didn't it just, you know, us old school people? We just don't do those things. I mean, we remember Jim. I can't imagine the veterans. You know, we honor the blood that was shed there. Um. I do have some good news, but this is what we have to keep our rock steady in. That they're, they're, they're out to get us. 
They're not forests, and it's naive to think that they are. So what they are promoting for us, probably do the other thing they're saying, and trust in the shadow of the Most High. Okay? Okay, back to Psalm. We'll finish Psalm 91. Nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction and sudden death that surprise and lay waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only a spectator shall you be yourself, inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High as you witness the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your refuge, we're just going to declare right now openly, Lord Jesus, you are my refuge. Let's say it. Lord Jesus, you are my refuge. Because you have made the Lord your refuge, the most high your dwelling place, and there shall no evil befall you, nor any plague or calamity come near your tent. For he will give his angels a special charge over you to accompany and defend you and preserve you in all your ways of obedience and service. They shall bear you up on their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. They shall tread upon the lion and the adder, and the young lion and the serpent shall you trample underfoot. So what... You just rise up against whatever's coming against you, and you just trample that. you got to act a little crazy these days. People might call you a holy roller, but thank you. You just gave me a compliment. I've noticed, kind of frankly, I've noticed my adult child, Daniel. He is really growing because of my um, fire. And I bet as we get fired up, our adult kids and even children will start getting that fire. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that with your kids? I'm really encouraged by that. That's because revival is here. Revival is here. You know, 2 Chronicles 7, 2, 7 through 14 says, unless, um, start me out here. 2 Chronicles 7, 14. My church will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven, and I will hear their land. Okay, you know why I know we're in revival? When I see that Mike Lindell, and you start listening to that, please, for your sake, listen to that this week. He's got platforms under platforms underneath that, of the ecclesia, just like you and me. People rising up where they said, here I am, God. What do you want me to do? And they just did what God told them to do from the inside out. And each, we're not in competition with one another. We have our own calling to, to rise up and shine. So there's no jealousy in the boat. It's all just doing what God's told you to do because we do have a, we have a responsibility to hear what news we listen to and then to be that ecclesia, okay? So we are in a revival because after God gets our, our heart, after that verse says, then he will make the great awakening come and get this world back to Jesus. And you guys know there's a great awakening coming. That's what happened every time our nation was in dire need to col of collapse. I mean, it was going to collapse without the revivals. So we've already gone through that. I don't want to talk about that right now. But that's where it's headed. So we need to be engaged for our own blessings so we don't crumble. And then so we can move on to be God's soldiers for, for the betterment of our families, for us, for God's kingdom, and this world. Okay. Because he has set his love upon us, therefore... He says, I will deliver, put your name in there, I will deliver them. I will set 
them on high because they know my and understand my name. You need to personalize that. And trust and relies on me, knowing I will never forsake him. No, never. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So these are things we can speak out loud. We can speak these things out loud and stand firm. Okay, Jeremy, thank you for your patience. If you could run that first um, video, I'm going to just give a little bit of a uh, prelude to it. This is part of the church rising and shining. This is part of exposing our government as being evil. If you have any question about that, please let this be the final, final domino down. As you look at this, this is a gentleman who is arising and shining and just doing his part. Okay, go ahead, Jeremy. Thank you. And welcome to Flashpoint. We're glad you're here. Well, it's been a night and it's been quite a day. Before we get started, I'm going to say it again, whatever you're doing right now, stop. Record this program and share it on your social media sites. We have a lot of ground to cover tonight. We're going to talk about, obviously, Afghanistan, uh, as well as COVID and the election audits. So <laughs> we've got a lot of ground to cover. Uh, I, I want to remind you of a few things, all right? So number one, we must embrace the truth that the awakened church is the only authority that can hold back the enemy's agenda. We can't get so caught up in thinking the government's going to do it. It's not going to happen, folks. It's you and me and every conservative Christian out there. We're the ones that are going to have to do this. Number two, we must disrupt hell and establish the kingdom of God. I like what uh, Reinhard Bonnke used to say, we're going to uh, plunder, heaven, uh, plunder hell and populate heaven. Uh, that's what we've got to do. That more than ever, that's the call, the Great Commission. Matthew 6.10 says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And that's what we're going to do. Number three, we must meditate on Scripture like never before. We can't stop there, but we have to not abandon Scripture. The simple truth is the Bible tells us whose we are and who we are, which helps keep us in the right perspective. What we should keep in mind is that there are more with us than there are with them. Go read 2 Kings 6.16. You'll see what I'm talking about. Number four, the only way to walk this out is to live by faith. Brother Copeland here has been teaching this for almost 55 years, and that's why he started the Victory Channel, and that's why Flashpoint is here. So you can learn how to do that, exactly that, live by faith. You've got to know what the truth is. You've got to know what the facts are. And then we're going to apply our faith to it. So, Flashpoint Army, get ready. Arm yourself with the truth. With that, let's get started. I want to go straight to somewhere in the Middle East uh, with our friend Robbie Dawkins, who's actually helping uh, people escape Afghanistan. Robbie Dawkins, are you there? Yes, sir. Thanks, Gene. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, Robbie. Listen, I want you to, right off the top, give us an update of what you're dealing with and what kind of results you're seeing already. 
Well, one of the things that, that, that we're doing is we're trying to get people, of course, across the border and immediately uh, try to get them aid. Once they get across the Taliban, everybody needs to understand that the Taliban is stealing every single thing from these people. Now, the Taliban, if they find you stealing, they'll cut your hand off or kill you. But what they are doing is they are going through even Muslim businessmen that I just was in communication with just minutes ago. They're going, they're taking their property, they're taking their buildings, they're taking their homes. Uh, people that I know, Christian leaders of underground churches that are farmers, are taking their goats, they're taking their cow, they're taking everything away from them, throwing them out on the street. That's not just the Christians, that is also the Muslim people. They are taking control of everything in the country. And it's very crucial. That is not seen to be being reported in our news network, but that is what is taking place. They are not honoring their word. You know, we've got here four days left before everything is supposed to, with the evacuation of our troops, and they're saying pe they're letting people leave freely. It's a lie. They are not. Um, I've got dozens and dozens of voice recordings of people that are sending me message saying that they're being, uh, many of our people, we've, we've lost about 10 at the border already. Um, but yet, having said that, we've had multitudes get out. We are seeing tons of people that are being able to, to evacuate and get across those borders, uh, get to safety. But it's crucial uh, that, and even, even some of the guys there on the ground, uh, you know, are telling me how that uh, they are having just miraculous intervention. Uh, the Taliban is saying that they will not let any Hazara uh, people cross. I heard from uh, Hazara family that are Christians that uh, they, they stopped them at the border so they could not cross. And the Lord immediately showed them and said, go this direction, go now. They went that direction. They got through. So the only hope they have is divine intervention at this point because the government surely is not helping them. And so it is, it's crucial for people to have hope and understand that there is, we've had, we're having people that the Lord is appearing to them in dreams and showing them times of when to cross and, ha and showing them uh, exact locations of where to cross. And so the Lord is, is intervening. Your prayers are working. The biggest thing I want to plead with you, please don't stop praying and please don't stop holding this. And let me just say this, Gene. Sorry, I know I go on rants okay. at times, but let me say this. This is crucial. The Taliban doesn't realize the biggest mistake they've made. They just have forced out of their nation. Again, Afghanistan, the second fastest growing church in the world. They just forced out of their nation some of the most powerful evangelists to be unleashed throughout the rest of the Muslim world. They have sowed the wind, but they will reap the whirlwind because they are going to see these people spread the gospel everywhere they go. This We, we are looking at also Acts 8. Don't forget that. Right. This is also Acts 8 that is taking place, Gene. Amen. And that's good. You know, I, I want to ask you before I bring in uh, some of my other guys that are on tonight. Robbie, what's the biggest hurdle that you're facing? Getting a country to take them. These are people without a nation now. Afghanistan, you know, the Taliban is trying to change the name of the country. The consulates are, many of them are shutting down. Uh, getting nations, even like the one I'm in, to take people is, is such a challenge. We not only are having to get them across that border, which we are doing. We are doing and we're seeing that happen. 
but uh, it, it's getting them across the border, then housing them, feed them, because these are Muslim nations they're going to, and many of them, are, of course, are, are obstructing Christians. They are not interested, you know, in a bunch of Christians and filter it. Many of them have, have gotten Christians out of their nations, and so these are people now without a home, without a nation, uh, because the Taliban has destroyed and is destroying Afghanistan, uh, you know, and so they, they their passports are, are becoming absolutely useless. I was held at the border uh, when coming to the first country. Uh, I was held at the border just simply because I had three Afghan visas. Uh, they pulled me aside. They were they were hesitant as to whether they were going to even let me in. So, I mean, this is a, a that's something we need people to desperately pray about, but we also need and with our, our website uh, RobbieDawkins.com, if people want to go to that relief relief for the underground church at the bottom in our partner page that's where we're trying to provide housing and trying to provide food for them as they come across many are coming across as i said with nothing and they've been traveling for days through the desert right. and through the most horrific terrain you can imagine just to get to safety and to get their families to safety yeah. you know robbie what's the status uh of the the Afghan believers, the the church in Afghanistan. I, I mean, are they uh, are they as you know? I know everybody here is at a different level of maturity. I'm not asking that, but are they strong? Are they hesitant? Uh, where are the Afghans when it comes to their walk with the Lord? Very good, very good question. I, I, I wish I could play you a, an audio recording. I started to have it, but I'm afraid that my audio on my laptop's not going to pick it up. But all the believers that are messaging me are saying to me, how, their, their faith is through the roof because Jesus is showing them how to get out. Jesus is written many many of them you have to realize many of these believers let me emphasize this because no one is really focusing on this there are many believers that are saying the Lord wants me to stay and wants me to evangelize the Taliban there, there there's there's I've heard from five major wow. leaders of the underground church in Afghanistan wow. saying I'm called to preach the gospel to the Taliban Amen. and make them the next world's greatest evangelists and wow. and see them transformed they are strong gene we need to learn from them yeah. we need to learn from them we're helping them they're writing me saying tell the, the church not to forget their little brothers uh, brothers and sisters here in Afghanistan, I'm sitting there going, "You guys are superheroes. Right. You guys are, are giants. They are. They are. Their faith is strong, unwavering. They are communicating with family members that are still not Christians. They're like, don't go to the mosque. Don't go back to Islam. You. We are seeing the evidence of what happens if you stay in a part of that and the demonic opposition and the demonic control. And they are. They are saying this is the prince of the power of Persia that has taken over our nation, and that we've got to. We've got to uh, turn to Christ like never before. And and they are. They are strong in their faith. They're. Right. Yes, they're scared, as you can imagine. They're going through difficult times. They're starving, many of them. Their faith is ironclad. Wow. They are unwavering. And it's that old statement, I think it was that Steve Camp song that says, you don't know that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. They're at the place where Jesus is all they have, but they are finding him fighting Amen. for them. They are finding him prevailing for them. So... We, but that has to be supported by prayer and by encouragement by all the church. Amen. All right, well, let me bring in. So that's the encouraging news out of Afghanistan. 
neat, huh? The ecclesia, that gentleman and others going in and rescuing because our nation didn't, okay? Also in the same program, this is from uh, the 24th. So any of you go to Flashpoint, the Victory Channel slash Flashpoint, you will be able to see this is from August 24th. You can view the whole program. Um, also in this program, I won't view it, and so you can do that on your own, but well, David Barton, oh, my wonderful history mentor, which I love, uh, who is a uh, leader for um, early American history, has been for several years, Christian uh, historian with the largest uh, museum for that time period in the world. He's there right now with Glenn Beck, or he's somewhere in the Middle East, just like this guy's somewhere in the Middle East. He and Glenn Beck, through, I, I guess, the Nazarene uh, ministry that they're involved in, they are there with private jets, airplanes, and they are rescuing people. The government um, didn't choose to do that. In fact, he was saying, let me get where his notes are, he was saying that they left 5,100 people. I'm trying to find where that is. Um, see if I can find that. Um, what's on my other notepad here? Oh, here it is. The Nazarene Fund is the name of that ministry. 5,100, um, they got off base to other countries. That's what they rescued, okay? And our government, as they were flying, or they had just landed to this other nation in the area, called, the State Department called, said, don't receive those planes. So that country wouldn't do it, refused them. So they're finding this happen as they hop, skip, and jump around with these people. But apparently there were some that did unload and then mysteriously, there was a bomb that went off right in that area they happened to be at, and 70 people died. So we need to add them to our prayers. And as we get the knowledge, we know how to pray, okay? You know, um, there's things all over with Taiwan and, and things happening where, where government is overstepping. They're not our friends. The churches are rising and shining all over the world. So we're part of that. So that's very encouraging. Jeremy, I did find the other, um, lastly, I wanted to share on that same video is 1 colon 07 colon 23. If you want to move for fast forward to that, this is also in the news too, is that Delta variant is going around. You know, we can deny it or not deny it, but the truth is it's there. So, um, and this gentleman is a, is a doctor that talks about that. Um, one point or one colon zero seven colon two three. And this gentleman is Dr. Um, Peter McCullough on this broadcast and gives a little bit of his uh, expertise on this subject. Sorry about that last minute, but we had uh, internet issues in our home this morning and I couldn't get to that. Okay, to summarize that, if, well, Jerry, Jeremy's working on that. Um, Cardiologist, epidemiologist in Dallas, Texas, and okay. I am treating patients with Delta 
And I have to tell you, I'm impressed. Uh, this is a difficult outbreak to manage. Uh, the base of the outbreak is big. Unvaccinated are getting Delta. And we've learned recently that the vaccinated are actually also getting Delta, but importantly, they're carrying it and transmitting it to those unvaccinated. So, okay, so let me get this right, Dr. McCullough. Uh, if someone's vaccinated, can they carry this Delta variant and give it to somebody else but not be symptomatic? We saw that um, hints of that in a paper by Fahrenheit out of Houston when they analyzed the Houston vaccinated wedding where people developed COVID-19, the Delta variant. And then um, our CDC director got on TV and said, well, uh, vaccinated people can transmit the Delta variant. And then the bombshell hit uh, last week in a paper by Chow and colleagues from a unit of Oxford in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. And they had in June, they had an outbreak of COVID-19 that locked down the hospital. They didn't let the workers leave their quarters and they were studying the workers and they blossomed 69 cases of Delta. They even had the genetic signature, the additional mutation. So they knew who was passing it to who. And the big news was that the load of virus they were carrying was 251 times that of the pre-vaccination era. So the conclusions are the vaccinated, in fact, are getting Delta. They're carrying it and transmitting it. That's mainly pre-symptomatic. Most were getting sick with Delta, as we understood. But at 251 times a viral load, they are probably blasting the unvaccinated right now, feeling this Delta outbreak. So why would you get... I'm trying to understand what good reason is there to be vaccinated. The vaccines at this point in time are failing from an efficacy perspective. The current Israeli health minister uh, has Pfizer at 39% efficacy. The Mayo Clinic, in a paper by Purinick and colleagues, has uh, 23,000 Rochester, Minnesota uh, residents. They have Pfizer at 42% protection. Interestingly, they have Moderna at 72% protection. Uh, the Israeli as well as U.S. governments have announced uh, boosters for Pfizer in less than a year of activity. And so it's important to understand that if a vaccine can't last more than a year, and if a vaccine um, does not uh, have at least 50% protection, it's considered a useless vaccine. So Pfizer falls into the category now with Delta of being a useless, obsolete vaccine. Moderna may be holding out. It's interesting. Moderna is 100 micrograms of messenger RNA per dose. Pfizer is only 30 micrograms per dose. So Moderna is more than three times stronger than Pfizer in terms of dose of messenger RNA. Well, uh, also, uh, I want to greet your dog. Thanks for being on the show tonight. Um, <laughs> the other, uh, hey, this is live TV. We embrace our dogs. Someday I'll have my dog here. Uh, I want to ask you a question about, uh, you said something here last time you were on that Lance Walnow and I were, I had never heard before, is that if you have had COVID and you have the antibodies, I'll make sure and correct me if I'm wrong. If you've had COVID and you've had the antibodies, you should not get the vaccine. Is that correct? You know, you don't have to have the antibodies. All you need is a well-documented case. So you've had COVID, 
and the characteristics, signs and symptoms and a positive test at the time you're sick, that's considered a well-documented case. What we know there is the immunity is robust, durable and complete. And there's never been a bona fide second case where the same person is really sick again and we confirm it with PCR antigen and sequencing. It's never happened. There's been some confusion about testing positive later on, but those are just false positive PCRs. And we've had seniors who can intermittently test positive after COVID for months. So that, that doesn't count as second infection. So uh, COVID-19 well-documented case is one and done. Now the issue you brought up is uh, what if someone didn't get the original test? You know, last year it was hard to get a test. If we have antibodies, if you hit an antibody test with the major labs like Abbott, Quest, Orthoclinical Diagnostic, Roche, if you hit the antibodies, you've already had it. That again confers immunity. And if you don't hit the antibodies, still don't have a well-documented case, you can do the T-detect test. So there's three methods to ascertain if somebody is completely immune. Most people, it's just a well-documented case. And what we know there is since you can't get COVID again, there's no opportunity to benefit from the vaccine. And the FDA knew that. The FDA and Pfizer, Moderna, J&J, they excluded COVID-recovered patients, even people with positive antibodies from the trials because they know you don't benefit from the vaccine. And there's three studies, uh, one by Raw. Methodius and cameras are first off there's three separate studies showing harm so not only is there no benefit to get the vaccine if you've already had covid but there's actually harm there's damage there's increased safety events being put in the hospital etc so if someone's covid recovered and well documented under no circumstances should they get the vaccine or they shouldn't be forced to get into the vaccine that's for sure yeah absolutely we agree with that what about you know we're it's back to school time and uh you know, we've got the Michigan, we have some pictures of kids that are, they're, they're, they were protesting, parents were protesting kids getting the, the vaccine and having to wear masks again. Uh, there you see moms and grandmas and everybody out there saying no masks for our kids. Uh, you know, Dr. McCullough, is there, yeah, is it there an issue with kids with masks? I had a teenager and I looked at her mask one day and it was quite concerning what was on the inside of the mask. Uh, isn't that more of a concern than what we're seeing with uh, COVID? Yeah, there's been 12 randomized trials of mask wearing and different diseases, one in COVID-19 called the Dan mask trial. So there's no use to public masking. What we need for the kids at schools, instead of being preoccupied with masks, is we need to have good sick kid policies. You know, a few years ago, if we had a child who had a cold, we let them go to school anyway. We should never do that now. We should have policies that there should never be a kid who's sick with a runny nose going to school. If a child gets sick at school, develops a fever, that's when we should put a mask on the child, remove them from the classroom, and get them home to parents. So we need flexible school uh, schedules and, and operating procedures for sick kids, and we need flexible parents to be able to keep their, pick up their kids and keep them at home. That would be a far more practical and effective strategy than trying to universally put masks on people who are well. All right, there you go, mom, grandma, there's your answer right there. Uh, what about, uh, you know, we talked about last time also, I wanna hit this again, because I'm, I'm sure there are a lot that maybe have missed it. Uh, we've, we've been, all we hear about is a vaccine. You have to search high and low to find protocols or uh, treatment options. Uh, what do you, is there, I see your, your website has changed to America Out Loud. Is that where we can find that sort of information? 
No, America Out Loud is actually my uh, radio program. I put it together okay. once a week, and we have great updates there. But the best source for treatment information, and I'll send you these links. We should put them up there. Very important because there's so many people who are sick with Delta, and they need early treatment. Those over age 50 are presenting with severe symptoms. And sadly, I've actually had a few people in their 30s and 40s who have died in the last few weeks. So I, I guess I, I'm, I'm very sobered by what Delta can do if we don't treat it early. Uh, the websites are the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, AAPSonline.org, Home Treatment Guide, Truth for Health Foundation, Home Treatment Guide. Uh, uh, there are lists of treating physicians. Uh, there's another website called flcc.net, Frontline Critical Care Consortiums. And then the last website is America Frontline Doctors, AFLDS.com. These are basically America's hero organizations. They are uh, evaluating patients, getting the protocols called in, calling in uh, for monoclonal antibodies, getting patients treated. We've got about 500 doctors right now treating the entire country. We've got a million doctors on the sidelines right now. You know, major medical centers still are not treating COVID to reduce the risk of hospitalization and death. Our federal agencies are offering no help or guidance uh, on how seniors or others can get treatment for COVID-19. So it's these hero organizations that have really stepped forward. Yeah, it's great. All right, I want to play this clip, and I want to have you comment on it. Uh, this is earlier this week on Brett Bayer Fox uh, talked about the COVID crisis at our border. Before we play it, what he just said about those websites, we will put... Yeah. Again, this was a power-packed one. Next, he's going to talk about the border and how many COVID cases, open border, COVID cases, no masks, no shots, no vaccine, what they're pouring in, but they're telling you to go get your vaccine. Is there hypocrisy or what? So, again, we're being alert. And um, so the bottom line is you can't trust the shot. You can't trust the government. You know, they push that, but there are other alternatives, okay? So um, please, those, those websites again, if you want to look at them, um, aapsonline.org, Alpha Alpha Papa Sierra online.org. And you look for the homeo home treatment guide. The other one was Truth for Health Foundation. Okay, probably.com. And the last one, A Alpha F Fox I India D Delta S Sierra. Okay, A F L D S. So um, I just hope this was educational for you, no matter what we're standing on the word of God, if we have the vaccine, if we don't. The last thing I do want to show you, Jeremy, can you show me the, that picture of the, the card? You know, they always talk, did you get your vax card? Did you get your vax card? Did you get your vax card? Did you get your non-vaccinated card? That's what I want to show you, too. There are those out there, vaccination exemption. I don't know if you can turn that around. Again, I'm sorry, I got that picture from my friend on my phone. But it's basically saying by law how you aren't required by many laws in our nation, which is all in the fine print. You know, usually you get fine print and you're like, that's out to get me. That fine print is out to protect you. It's the Nuremberg uh, right to uh, informed consent is one of them. And um, if you're interested, see me. So my point is you've got options. And this is where we are called to be united. We can't let this divide us because God says to be united. No matter what, if you got the shot, if you didn't get the jab, no matter what, we are all standing on the word of God, that the word of God says that nor 
the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction and the sudden death that sur surprise at lay day. A thousand may fall at our side and ten thousand at right hand, but it shall not come near you. Okay? So we have hope. We're going to all be at the church. I hope you feel like you were empowered today. And if you're challenged, you just get to go to Jesus with that. Because I don't have all the answers. And we're all individually responsible for our health and our, our walk with God and each other. So I'm going to love you. You're going to love me. And we're all going to get along. And we're going to make through this. I remember hearing a chilling story in closing when um, the trains were going to the death camps in World War II. And there was a church alongside the camp, the church alongside the train tracks. And they would hear the church of they knew what was happening. But instead of going to help, that church just cranked up the music and sang louder. Okay, we're not going to be that kind of church. If you look at the CDC website, they have posted, I believe it's on their home page. I have it on my phone because we took a picture of it a couple weeks ago. That they have outlined the strategies for the public. And that is first being home um, quarantined, which we've all experienced. After that is the neighborhood quarantine, where they lock up that. And then they, get, they have camps set up for people who, what, what was it called? What was it? They had a, some, well, it was a Center for Disease Control. But it's on their website. That's out there. So we're not going to sing as the train goes by. And I know us warriors aren't going to want to be on that train. And we got Jesus on our side. So now that's the bad news, right? Then we trot on over again to our Bible and say, but say us the Lord. We're going to rise up and shine, and we're going to believe God's word. So that being said, I hope you don't feel like I hit you in the gut too hard <laughs> this morning. But, um, yep, you had something to say, dear? Well, as you know, I'm Diane's husband, and one of the th things that I'm supposed to do is cover my wife. And I fully endorse what she said today, but I believe that we're both in agreement that um, if you, as a Christian, have been vaccinated or you choose not to be vaccinated, that we should respect one another and not let that divide us. That would, of course, be each according to their faith and conscience. And uh, we respect that, but yet everything you hear from world news is not what you're hearing from kingdom news. And the government of this world is not there to bless you like the government of our God. So we wanted to just give you the news from the other government that we are also part of the kingdom of heaven. That's All right. right. Thank That's you. right. That's right. So I don't know. I think this would be a good time for us to sing a hymn. Jesus said they went out. And they sang. It was, a hard, it was a hard time, but they went out and they sang. Would you mind going to the, to the and just singing one we, we all know? I wish we'd have great as thy faithfulness, anything like that, or even a hymn. But we need to sing praise to God because that's where our hope is, not in this world. Thank you. Yeah, you can stand. Yes, absolutely. No, no, give it to Pastor. Thank you. Well, you might as well stand up. A hymn and a song.
got to be ready in season and out of season around here. So thank you very much. God bless you.